Hello out there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, your bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network, where you also have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, we give our insight into the film, play a couple games at the end. I'm your host, Adam. I am joined by the Maestro. E- what? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And also by Cowboy. Tear me apart like soft bread. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week we conclude our Halloween horror fest. No. Can I talk through a fan the whole time? I sound like a dialect. <laughs> Can you say exterminate? Exterminate. <laughs> exterminate. It's not bad. All right. Um, Resistance is futile. <laughs> Our last movie for Horrorfest is 1996's The Craft. You will be exterminated. This is directed by Andrew Fleming. It stars Robin Tooney, Frizza Balk, Nev Campbell, Rachel True, Skeet Ulrich, and Christine Taylor. All right, here's a synopsis, then we'll get into our thoughts about the movie. Okay. A newcomer to a Catholic prep high school falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft. And they all soon conjure up various spells and curses against those who anger them. Because it's witchcraft. Sounds like a good movie. What's it about? Uh, A newcomer to a Catholic prep high school (laughs) falls in with the trio. (laughs) (laughs) So, have you guys seen this movie before? I have seen this movie, and I have laughed and cried. Cowboy, how about you? Watching this movie. Oh, okay. What was what the, the last part? I've seen this movie, and I remember when I was younger watching this movie, I had to pause and take a trip to the bathroom a few times mm. through the movie. Mm. Um, okay. Which parts were they? Uh, I'm going to need the exact date. Timestamp. Time, I mean, the exact timestamp and exactly how long it, it is for. Um, you, I'm not going to let you know how long it is. Okay. So I, I saw this movie, I think, in, in high school or right, right around maybe my freshman year. So I, I saw this maybe a couple years after it came out. Damn, you're old. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember thinking it was interesting. Uh, watching it again this time, uh, less interesting. And, and it, I think this is just the curse of watching so many movies that this now, it seems kind of outdated. And just the whole buying into a premise thing, is it's harder for me to do these days. Uh, and also witchcraft. And I, th- I think it's maybe because, uh, maybe Mishra can back me up on this a little bit. Uh, we knew some people in high school that thought that they were also witches and practicing stuff. So that kind of turned me off <laughs> watching it this time. First time I had seen it, thinking this is all made up. And then later on in life, I realized, oh, people actually think that they can cast spells. Oh, no. Uh, so then it just kind of turned the whole, my whole scope of how I saw this, it changed. Well, if you think about it, it's like a belief. Right? Mm-hmm. Most religions are like a belief. Yes. Right? So you can't knock it for that reason. But. No, I definitely can knock it. There's plenty of uh, movies or movies, uh, religions that can be knocked for their ridiculousness. Uh, I'm not going well, to list them not, here. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, you can't base it. You can't knock it because of the fact that it's about witchcraft. You can knock it about what they do in the movie. Okay. Wait, do you, do you believe in witchcraft? I believe in everything Mm. until I, until it's proven false. Okay. Like for instance, I believe you have facial hair until you prove me otherwise. All right. Every couple years I do that for no reason. Usually it's about Halloween. See, but I don't have facial hair Mm -hmm. and I'm still waiting to see whether or not you can grow it. Um, I've proven that many yeah. times. So. I, I think I, I, I like Cowboy with your little goatee there. I enjoy that look for you. You have a goatee? Not right now. Not now. Oh. <laughs> he has in the past. 
Oh yeah, huh? Yeah. I I I had my goatee off my chin coming down about six inches at one point. Yeah, I did too. From at one the point. ground. No. I was trying to measure something, but <laughs> it's not that flexible. With your face? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So, what would you, you guys think of the movie? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> if it touches my chin, I know exactly how long it is because I measured my goatee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This is about to get weird. Yeah, no, it's already gotten way too weird. So how to? We're talking about witches. So from the last time you saw this movie to this time watching it for the for the podcast, what did yes. your opinion change about the movie? I I didn't have to use the bathroom as much. Oh, this time. Okay, could be my age, but you know. Yeah, I I I, I got to do with cowboy here. There's there's a lot of um, now. Granted, they're they're posing as 15 year olds. I think in this movie uh, about that age. But in real life, I looked it up. The, all, all the girls were at least 23 years old Very good. when this was filmed. Uh, and this was – yeah, this, I think this is when I – I've always been in love with like Frizza Bulk. She's always been up there for me for some reason. And I think it's because Ooh. of Frizza Bulk, the, the, the craziest witch. Ah, uh, her. Also in American uh, History X and uh, things. I liked her better in American History X. Oh, yeah. Me too. For sure. I, I think in American History X, I was more attracted to her than in this movie. Hmm. I've, I've always found her fascinating. The, the, the role she chooses and the, the way that she plays them, it's, it's always perfect. Whatever, yeah. whatever character she's playing, I believe this person actually exists. And you're showing me. What if that's actually how she really is? I'm sure part of it is, is like that way. Maybe that's why she chooses those roles. It's easier to act that way. Uh, Nev Campbell's character was 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 nice. She was she had she had a good balance of sweet and also then crazy and bad and weird. Uh, but the uh, the the other girl, Robin Robin Tooney, who I recognize from The Mentalist. It was hard to see her. As a young person, because her face almost looks exactly the same as it does in, in her in her older age. What what threw me in this movie watching it this time versus when I was younger was there was a part in the movie, and I think a lot of it has to do with my age, my maturity level, and what has transpired this year. But Marsha in the movie, uh, she played Marsha in the Brady Bunch, right? Oh no, I don't think so. Who was that? You're talking girl? about Christine Taylor. She was she was the um the girl that the hair she was falling seemed, out. Oh okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So she was in the, the locker room. Dodgeball. Okay. Yeah, she was in the locker room and the girl goes, What's your problem? why do you, why do you hate me? Blah blah and she said, I don't like Negroids. That that was very I was like, Oh, well, I don't think you could do that nowadays. That is quite a timestamp on the movie. That, that that's if, if, if nowadays, if somebody were to say that, there would be confusion. Like, what does that even mean? I, I can kind of figure out what you're getting at, but it's not a word that's used. I don't know if it's ever been a word that's used. I don't know why, if it's my age or what's been transpiring this year oh, in society that made me shriek a little bit. Yeah, in that scene. That was yeah. That was pretty upsetting. Yeah, but at the uh, I don't know at the time this kind of thing was I think more more rampant or, or more accepted I should say uh, it allowed to happen without any kind of BLM people jumping all over you. But it, it's it, her also her face hasn't changed that much because she was she was the uh, the love interest in Dodgeball and the face again she she hasn't aged it's weird I thought white girls were supposed to age worse but. Uh, we got two in here that did not Wait, age. hold on a second. Which love interest in Dodgeball are you talking about? The the one that uh, Vince Vaughn was after and then Ben Stiller was trying to keep her uh, like, like uh, hey, why don't you come over here? She, she was like, wasn't in the craft, was she? No. Yeah, she was the girl that lost her hair. Oh, I thought you were talking about the four girls. Okay. Never oh, mind. no, 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 no. I'm like, wait, no, wait, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the one that was saying she didn't like Negroids. Which is a, uh, yeah, that was that was that was painful to hear. 
but then also generally high school movies, I kind of have a little bit of a eh that I don't uh, to see the popular kids. Uh, I, every time I see popular kids in high school act the way the popular kids act, it 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 uh it. It, it stirs something up that I I don't appreciate. Why, man? I mean, when we went to high school, we didn't have any popular kids. Sure, we did. Who? There was the the Fab Four, as they labeled themselves. Uh, there were a couple of cheerleaders. Uh, then there was another side section of the the jocks and the cheerleaders. Also, kind of they were they were up there. Oh, okay. So that's the reason why I don't know them. I I, I didn't hang out with them very much. There was, there was a couple times where I was maybe doing some. Uh, not tutoring, but kind of helping with schoolwork, uh, and mm. to to one of the sweeter ones or the nicer ones, mm. but the other ones were vicious. That makes more sense because when the football team or the jocks you were talking about, I beat up most of them. Mm. Okay, so that's probably the reason why I don't recognize what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't have that interaction, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't like a negative. I wasn't bullied or anything. It's just it's it's. It comes across to me as the the mentality of I'm better, and that to me is disgusting. Mm. So when I see that in movies like this, where the popular kids or the, in this case, the attractive kids, uh, they're all mm. kind of oh, we're better than you. And meh. I, I just it wanted to, just wanted just wanted to throw it in there. I was not wrong. She played Marsha yes, in the did. Brady Bunch movie in 1995. Yes, she did. Oh. Okay, I was going back to the trying to find the Not original the TV show. Got it. She played Marsha in the 1995 movie The Brady Bunch. Got yes. it. From what I was saying, from the because I know, have you ever been hazed by the popular kids before? Uh, no, I I haven't had that experience. Okay. I th- there was a time I don't know if you were, you might have been there in in PE class where there was some uh, guys were picking on a, a friend of ours who went at the time went by the name of uh, Bubsy. Uh, he was oh, getting, yeah. he was getting picked on and I kind of interceded. Uh, that was the closest thing I've seen to hazing. Uh-huh. They just for no reason were just giving him shit, and I just kind of stepped in like, "Hey, dude, guys, we're playing basketball. Let's let's just play basketball." And then he started getting okay. tough on my face, and I started just laughing because it was. I found it comical that is this actually happening? This is like from a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's where they got it from, dude. Because <laughs> like they tried to do the same thing when during football season and then the PE classes, all the football guys were like, "Let's go play some real football. No more tag. No more like flag football. Let's do some real tag." And there that. Real oh, football. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I recall at that point I, I was I had. Okay, okay. Who cares? <laughs> we'll reminisce about high school on a, on a different podcast. But <laughs> I'm just saying that the, the way these kids are acting to me is it, it's uh, it stirs up feelings of, of negativity. Of yes, I remember kids that acted this way in high school, and I I did not like them. So the fact that they are the centerpiece of this movie kind of pulls me away from being on their team. Uh, with with the exception of Robin Tooney, which is has a weird backstory. She just moved into town. Apparently, she tried to kill herself. Uh, she uh, does she knows she's a witch. Is 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 the, is the vibe that I'm getting from this? She, she was trying to drink her I, own blood or something. I don't. I don't. I don't think she knows she's a witch per se, but she does understand that odd things happen to her and have been happening to her throughout her whole life, and she has no control over it, and she doesn't know what the hell's going on. I don't think she understands that she's got this witchcraft, like she's a witch, uh, until she meets these girls, and they kind of talk to her about it, and she kind of starts to think, yeah, well, yeah, this crazy stuff is happening to me. Like, maybe, maybe this is it, you know, and, and whatnot. Um, but as far as the complete understanding what type of witch she is, I don't think that actually hits her until she goes back to see that girl at the shop when they were all three against her. Yeah. And even then, I think she still has some reluctance to believe it. Right. Now, tell me if, if you got this from the movie. It, I think it's implied that her mom was a witch also or had powers or whatever. It was implied mm-hmm. up to a certain point until the, the, the woman in the store told her, your mom was a witch, too. She was a very powerful witch, filled but, with good. But that's just speculation. Or does she know the mom, do you think? 
I don't think she knows the mom, but she senses. She has the ability to. She has the uh, a different type of witch ability. She can tell from your aura, from from everything that she got it from her mom. She got her abilities from her mom. She probably felt the power that uh, she had uh, from her mom's ring that was on her hand. You know, hmm. maybe that ring was symbolic to witchcraft, and she knew that she got that ring from her mom, and her mom was a witch. So, mm-hmm. okay. My my question to you is, Feruza Balk, um, what has attracted you to her <laughs> for so many years? Is is it the darkness that that's the the, the kind of like I I don't. I don't want to like sexualize it, but like the, the the naughtiness, the darkness, the the craziness in her, like you know, like man, she yeah, she would tear me apart, or you know, like, no, I I think it's the juxtaposition of maybe, and I'm just thinking about this now for the first time, but how how bright her eyes are, okay, yeah, with how dark her personality is. You mean her lipstick? No, like the the, the, the characters she plays are generally dark people. Uh, so it's I don't know maybe that the yin and the yang of it where I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing goodness there but I'm also seeing badness. How is I piercing ice blue eyes considered goodness? Because it's there because there's moments in her performances where you do see goodness, and then you also see extreme badness. And the the, the and like I said, I think it's the bright and the dark, the bright of the eyes and the dark of the personality. That's that's what I'm comparing. But also in her performances, so you're talking about the. So it's the contrast. Contrast. Maybe that's it. Maybe she also has good bone structure. I, I don't know. I, I, haven't, I haven't really thought about it of why, but I, I've always just been infatuated. To, to I'll tell you the 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 uh, the funny part of the story, the funny line in the story that I got from because I didn't, I, I don't see it. But she she said she wished she had a smaller butt. Right. I, don't, I don't think she's got this like huge ass to begin with, you know. Like, I, I think she's got like maybe the perfect size ass for her body. So, like, yeah. why she would ask for a smaller butt? Like, maybe they should have changed that line. She, I think the reason why she said that was because there was this one thing I heard that, um, at the way society is made. Uh, women to believe that there's something wrong with them mm-hmm. and that they always have to um, augment themselves to appeal to themselves and others requires not it requires outside um, help you know like a dress or a sh- or yeah. certain types of makeup or something like that plus also and back feel, back in those yeah. days i think a, having a quote unquote large ass would mean that you're unattractive where in this day and age that's something that girls are getting implants to make to yeah. make their butts bigger well i like oh no please don't lie you son of a but <laughs> and i Okay. <laughs> Can't. Oh, I see. Lie. We, we've been started playing this game where we read lyrics to each other and try to take as much emotion out of it as possible and see if we can guess what the lyrics are. That one would have been super easy. Yeah. Yeah. And we started to do a different accents too, just to see if we could yeah. throw people off. This is what we do before and after the show. We have to recording to entertain ourselves. All right. How, how about Skeet Ulrich, the uh, Chris, the, the main jock guy? Well, which I recognize from As Good as It Gets. He was the uh, the guy that basically beat down Greg Kinnear uh, in the movie. And uh, he, played a, he played a gay dude that was basically setting a, up this guy to rob him. In this movie, he's, by the way, he's the oldest in this movie out, out of the, the rest of the cast. I think he's about 26 or 27 as he's playing this uh, high schooler. But they all, okay, as far as how they look, do, do you, are they believable as, as high schoolers? No way. No way. If you, the thing about it is, is you look at high schoolers now, they're going to look like little kids compared to. I disagree with you. Okay. Uh, only because I've dropped my kid off at high school and seen seniors and stuff at the high school. And I can tell you, yes, I believed them. I mean, watching it now, it was harder. But when I was younger watching this movie, yeah, I believed them to be high schoolers. 
it was easier. And then now, I mean, just, just even seeing my own daughter, who's a senior and the way she looks sometimes. Yeah. I, I can believe them as high schoolers. Yeah. That's the interesting thing for me too, that as I'm watching, I'm thinking they, 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 I, and I think part of it is because I know I've seen them 20, 30 years after this and I know what they look like and they don't look that much different. So no, like it doesn't translate for me, but then also think the same thing you were saying, driving my daughter for high school. And, uh, I'll, I'll even on the way home, uh, talk to my daughter and I'm like, these are high school kids. He's like, yeah, like they should, why are they, why are they wearing this? <laughs> they shouldn't be wearing this, this, this clothes. Are those jeggings? Yeah. Like what is happening? This is not, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe this, yeah. maybe I am too old. I don't, high school, I don't remember high school kids looking the way they do now. Can you well, tell me one more thing before you do that? Can you say, get off my lawn right now? <laughs> it's, I can equate it to this. Like growing up, I watched Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, okay. And all of them were in high school. And yeah, they were high schoolers in Beverly Hills. But I tried, I don't, I don't remember, maybe about a year ago when I got Hulu. <laughs> Beverly Hills 90210 was on there. And I watched like the first two episodes. And first off, I was like, what the fuck is this crap? You know, like, I can't believe I watched this all the time. That was high school? I was young. But oh my. I couldn't see them as high schoolers. Hmm. Especially after seeing Ian Zuring in your favorite movie, Sharknado. <laughs> uh, it, it, it is weird to, to see, because like the certain high school movies, like my favorite one of all time, Can't Hardly Wait, that I, I buy it. I buy that they're high school kids, even though I know that they've grown up and they're not them anymore. For some reason in that movie, I, I, I buy it more. In this movie, I was, I was, I was half and half. Because in certain certain ways that they they looked, in certain shots, the way, maybe it was the angle or whatever, they looked okay. No, you're older, and another one's like, oh yeah, I I, I get it. You, you look uh, age appropriate, but it was it was a uh, interesting. Anyway, uh, let's get into the 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 plot of the movie. Basically, we have Robin Turney, uh, Sarah. She comes in from out of town because she tried to kill herself. Maybe they're trying to relocate, and runs into these girls. The, now we find out the three, the three, the three main girls, uh, Nancy, Bonnie, and and Rochelle. They're trying to start a coven, I guess, or at, at least a, a foursome of witchcrafteriness, and they're looking for a fourth. And Nev Campbell sees uh, Sarah twirling a pencil on her desk, and th- this was a little confusing to me because if if they are trying to be witches, and you see that, she seemed to be freaked out by it. And there was an audible gasp, which is what got her attention to look over and like, oh, sorry, and drop the pencil. But if this is what they're trying to achieve, why are they kind of trying to keep her on the outside at the beginning? They, they should be, oh, you, you actually already can do magic spells and things, so yeah, come on in. And then they go to the, uh, the witchcraft store, <laughs> which is a weird thing to have, I think, in any town. But I guess there's enough people. So are, are, are we led to believe that in this world, witches are rampant? They're, like they're, every town has a, a section of witches? Well, not necessarily. I mean, like covens can be all around the place. I mean, if you think about it, um, actually, there are a bunch of witchcraft stores just in our city alone. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not joking. Well, I need to know where these are. I would like to check this out. Sure. Just just for pure curiosity. Maybe you'd have them on a podcast later on. I would love, that's something I would love to talk about. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the, like, you literally could Google witchcraft store near me and you could probably find one. Wow. I, I'm going to do that as soon as this podcast is over. But, Why wait? So, okay. But also in this <laughs> in this witchcraft store... The, the the owner apparently knows that these girls come in and steal constantly. And then once this girl decides to pay, she's like, oh, all right, I'll take your money. And here's you should also buy these candles and whatnot. Why is she allowing these girls to steal the witchcraft stuff? Maybe it's think, the whole karma thing. I don't know. I think it's more the whole karma thing. You know, she knows it's going to come back to them. Hmm. 
you know, or not only that, but maybe it's just a way of, you know, hey, somebody's interested in this stuff. She probably doesn't get a lot of people in her store anyway. Yes. And that's, you know, that's so like, thing. hey, these people are interested in what I'm into, you know, like. So you uh, open up a shop to lose money, just but maybe have foster well, interest in other witches? I'm not even sure if that's like a shop or if like she lives there. <laughs> Like maybe that she lives in the back room, you know, and that's just like her house. And this is, you know, what she does mm. on the side. You know, maybe she's a fortune teller as well. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, <laughs> it was weird for me to have the whole world of witches be something that's accepted in this in this world, in this in this town. And not only accepted, but there's actual real power. And if there is this real power, how is this not public knowledge you have a you have a storefront for christ's sake should other people never see you doing witchy stuff well i mean there's storefronts for you know palm reading and tarot cards and witches stores and stuff like that and whatnot yeah. all over the place and and it's just there and you just don't believe it you know same thing in this town you know oh hey there's a witchcraft store nobody really goes in there you know uh Except these three girls or four girls now, you know, which, which yeah, don't I mean, pay for anything. So how do you how do you keep that store? Well, well I mean, thing. witches. We 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 did a movie with witches called The Witches. Yeah, and they were all about not being noticed, not being seen, not being you know recognized yeah. as witches. And that's for that type of movie. Also, you have to consider this: the there are more than one type of witch. Right, we have there are, huh? We have Glenda. No, stop it. We, oh, stop it. <laughs> so there's um there's different types of witches based upon what they like to practice. There's they use them based upon like um uh they use either colors or like whatever like uh, earthy like based um stuff to base themselves to make themselves different. Like there's green witches, white witches, and then you get the ones that get the dark bad rap called the dark witches or black witches or whatever you want to call them. And those ones, they, they, they of course, they do different things. They, some do hexes, some do um, healing potions, some do, some of them do even just botanical-based botany. And that's basically where they get most of their, like, uh, 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 potions, elixirs. Yeah, yeah. And in, in, in a sense, a lot of the stuff that they do like the potions that they make have a science background to it too. Yes. I mean, yes. And it's not just one type of witch for all. It's just, there are different thoughts, different ways of going about things and different beliefs that also intertwine. And in this case scenario, we're talking about the ones that just are, just one type in this field and it's not the case and they they just do incantations and summonings and stuff like that but then even if you go to like the native americans you've got witch doctors yeah <laughs> you know i mean but, the but, shrunken heads and you know all. but but that's because they call them witch doctors because they didn't understand the science of it this guy but did they, they, they were more botanical witches yes like but was saying. Th- this guy he combines a bunch of ingredients and makes a potion that cures me you must be a witch like no no that's just, that's science uh, but the rest of the tribe doesn't understand that he's doing science they just think he's yeah. making potions and c- creating miracles see that's I, I, I was just to say I understand your whole issue with it and in religion and stuff like that it's almost the same premise like they're gonna say these spells to create havoc on somebody else who did them wrong it's like uh or they can do a spell to make a boy fall in love with them or like them you know which is, you would think is a good thing it's like praying yeah and then if something good happens i did that i did that right you know Uh, is did you do that or is that circumstance like okay did did that girl's hair start falling out because you intertwined some of her hair and yours and you said a spell or did Did she end up in a potion yeah exactly or something you know yeah putting putting air in her shampoo that's just what what they do (laughs) well I guess the, when it comes down to it is this, it's everyone's entitled to their own different beliefs. Um, the main thing about it is, is when they choose the belief, 
what you've noticed is they don't go around and flaunt it, you know? Most of the time what they do is they just do their own thing, and then if people ask, they say. I have tremendous respect for that. I, I, I don't like to flaunt my beliefs. I don't like to push them on other people. If you are curious, I'll tell you, but it's not something I go out pushing around. Uh, what I did like in this is that they – now, again, I'm not a big believer in the whole – Witch dumb thing. I don't think spells like that exist. I, th- I think it is more of uh, putting ener- thoughts out there and then achieving results. It's not, I cast a spell, that person now loves me. Uh, so, isn't, But isn't a spell also a thought? Uh, no. No. I don't think so. Because the spell, but calling it a spell means it's, uh, it, it takes control out of the situation. It's, I cast this spell, now this will happen. Whereas the thought is, you have to actively make it happen. You, Would it be stronger if you got a chain spell in your Facebook, and you forwarded it, and it just kept going? Would it be, strong? <laughs> Would it be stronger? <laughs> I guess if it goes viral enough, then yes, that would be very strong, and that could affect change. But again, that's not yeah. something you're doing. That, that but is like just... if you don't if you don't forward this spell <laughs> to twenty of your friends, uh, you don't love whatever god you follow. You know what? Maybe like that that's is... <laughs> maybe that's why I, I've had bad luck over the years. I've never forwarded those at all. No, uh, but if I did, I wonder. I just I just wondered when did God start hating people that didn't forward stuff on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. He had no idea about Facebook before, you know. Yeah, well, he put the idea in somebody's head. Yeah, yeah. but what what I did like, I've never gotten a million dollars. I've never gotten rich by forwarding that chain message on Facebook to ten of my friends. I'm still waiting for my money. Right, because you bounced on the nine of them. That's why. It's yeah. (laughs) Your first thousand people to forward this message get a million dollars. Yeah, there's a bunch of that nonsense. But uh, but uh, for the movie, the, the whole witch thing that they, they talk about, and this, I, I like this scene because it it it's just logically it makes sense when logic comes into it. I'm down. Uh, she was asking about dark magic or black magic or whatever, and the the girl that owns the the witch store was saying there's no such thing. Black magic doesn't exist. It's all magic. The way it's used by the person that's what makes it good or bad. And that's where I think it does tie into what you guys were saying about spells possibly being thoughts that if you are putting out good thoughts, that could be good magic. If you're putting out bad thoughts, that could be the black magic. So if you think negatively and put out negative things, then you would be a, a dark witch or a black witch or whatever. Uh, or black magic, who cares? But the, then the good stuff, that would make you a Glenda uh, of the north or was she south? West? I don't know. I I, I like that, that they made they made that distinguishing feature there because it also did set up for later on. Eventually, they uh, Frizzabalk conjures M- Mana and the power of Mana into her body, which I kept thinking. I think they're trying to say mana. That that's uh, like or life force, whatever you call it. But whatever the the Mana bad guy. Or the guy – see, but is he a bad guy? He's everything. He's not the yeah, bad guy. He's just a bad guy. Which then – okay, yeah. That goes back to the whole thing. When when Frizz Balk summons uh, Mana, uh, Mana, Mana and gets it inside of her, she starts using it for evil. And then the same power goes into, uh, into Sarah and she's using it for good. And I guess she gets to keep her power because she's a good person. I, I just when you, when you started talking about that whole the, that brought up that whole scene where she got crushed by the dresser, yep, and and um, she pulls off uh, Farouk just pulls off all the stuff and then her clothes are in there. That reminded me so much of uh, Beetlejuice that scene, mm. like something that would happen in Beetlejuice. It was just so, it was to me it was hokey. <laughs> Okay. It it, it seemed weird because I guess in that moment she used her power to become flat. Yeah. And then came back. 
don't know. There's there's a lot of things that didn't add up for me because the the whole thing about it comes back to you three times that they yeah. were talking about at the end uh, or in one of the 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 last scenes where the, the big fight in the house where they're yeah. basically they're trying to kill Sarah. Yeah, and the uh, the the two sidekicks, the uh, Nev yeah. Campbell and uh, Rachel True, they're coming up to basically make sure that Robin's killing herself upstairs. And then she casts a spell on the mirror to show them. That's uh, called a glamour. Yes. But the whole point of that scene was it's coming back three times that I wanted this girl to lose her hair. Now I've lost my hair. Yeah. I wanted to lose all my burn by burns on my back and stuff. And now it's all over my face. Yes. It didn't actually happen. No, it's a glamour. It's a, yes, it's a, it's a glamour. Uh, so it didn't come back three times to them. You know, she, she, I, I believe the spell that she used was let them see three times or something like that. Yeah. Let them three see. Times three. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Three times three. Let them see. Okay. So basically, okay. First off, the person that you're talking about, mana is called Manon. Oh, Manon. Oh, yeah. Oh, so the, at least that's what they're saying. The person, the spirits invoking or whatever spirit they're talking about. Okay. That's who you're talking about. So it's not mana. So it's not that. Okay. And then when they're evoking the, the, the thing of thrice coming back to you and stuff like that, that's something that's like, uh, used as a form for, uh, guidance to people that want to do something like really mischievous. Right. And it's, well, it, it, theoretically, of course, this is about what you do to someone comes back three times upon you, just like Carmel would do. Right. Okay. The only difference is a little bit more like fast paced, if you know what I'm saying. Right. So, so in in a sense, a lot of this is just basically waiting for it to exactly happen. And what she did was use a glamour, which is basically uh, an illusion to showing them what they should and what will end up happening to them eventually or something like that. But like later on in the film, you see that they all have lost their powers because I'm not exactly how sure it ha- how it happened. Maybe you guys caught it, no. but they've all lost their powers except for the main character, Sarah. Right? Sarah. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, but but that's my thing. The the whole thing the 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 witch store owner was saying if you use dark magic, if you use it for a negative purpose, it comes back times three. Yeah. But for the other two girls, at least it didn't come back times three. They only, it did. They only had a, uh, a they, vision. They of lost it. their powers. Yeah, but that's not the same I as mean, losing somebody. But here's the thing: I don't think uh, in watching the movie, I don't think they actually had powers like uh, Sarah or the other girl because they never actually invoked Manon. Right. So they never actually received all that power. Yeah. Sarah had power in the beginning when she was twirling the pencil around. But you never saw the other girls actually do something. Well, they were flying know? around at one point, or they were yeah, levitating. But that was that was after Farouk. Yeah, Farouk made let's go. You know, so was she using all her power to get them to float? See, the the way I took it was they could only actually have power if it was the four of them, because the three of them were trying to have these powers for a long time, and they didn't actually get to experience the power until they had the fourth until the Sarah came in and then Sarah came in. They all were doing spells. They did that whole transforming my eyes, my hair, uh, which, uh, Feruza eventually did later to try to seduce, uh, Chris. It, it was, so I guess the four of them combined. Yes, there, there are powers, but then once I think they got the power from Manon, then that was, power was kind of split amongst them because once the fourth left the other three still had powers and that's probably because Feruza has Sarah the... still had her powers because she had her powers before these three girls right but then she got an upgrade from Manon when she prayed to her mother or she became Optimus Prime <laughs> this is so weird to talk about in serious terms <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Fruza so Balk, uh, uh, Nancy, once she gets the power of Manon, she basically loses her mind. 
she sees uh, there's a bunch of sharks and whales and dolphins on the beach, and she thinks, "Oh, this is these are all sacrifices for me." So these are my gifts. Yeah, they, they, she starts losing her mind. She, she was nuts before that, dude. Yeah, but now she's got power too. You, well, don't, the, you, you don't give power to nuts. My, yeah, but that's my question. You see, what they said is about it's called invoking the spirit, and my question was this because. They needed all four to to do the spells in general, right? And what happens in that case for invoking the spirit? Does that make all four of them the powers for all four into one person? Well, Is that what happens? I, I think what happened was it, it was that ritual they did where all four of them were praying for something. They wanted I want I want uh, Chris to love me. I want this girl to lay off because she's racist. I want my burns to be gone. And then Nancy says, I want the power of Manon. So they all are granted their requests. Uh, so the, so she now she has a bunch of power. And I I, I don't know. I feel like it, maybe it, it trickles down to the other ones. You guys also get power because I have power because we're yeah, in this Nancy chain of didn't four. Get the power. Nancy didn't get the power until they went to the beach to summon Manon. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. I, I, that, oh. Yeah, but that wasn't, that wasn't that time where they were talking about, you know, what they – Oh, you're right. I mean, you're right. That was a different time when they were sitting in like the middle of the woods or the park or something like that. Yeah. That was the day when they summoned him. That's when she got all and then she started to be like Jesus and walk on water. Um, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> after she got struck by lightning. Yeah, okay. So you see how they go through this film and I'm guessing is okay, there's been witch films in the past, right? Yep. Love Potion number nine. Uh, I forget. There's another one. But anyways, um, they basically, they go about this because they're going into a lot more detail about theories and a bunch of like maybe myth- mythological based information and putting that to masses with the film. And I think that's what did, made this film so uh, crazy cool. That with along with the sex appeal of the day of age that kind of like went hand in hand but when it comes to what you guys are talking about about magic about who has a power and stuff like that it's a lot more along the lines of their it's like almost like deal delving into life force or something like that because like you in some theories say that if you want to pull some magic out you have to pull a sacrifice of some sort um, whether it be by blood or by something else. So they say that that's their balance. That's their contrast. They put this in so they can do something else, that kind of stuff. Right. So there's a lot of theories. There's a lot of different variances on how to conjure up abilities of this type of static nature. Um, to have, uh, simply just to invoke a spirit and able to create such power is a little bit hard to explain in this film because the smoking gun and everything didn't really make much sense in this one because at the end, remember when Sarah's like bleeding on the ground saying, please invoke the spirit. So I may, you know, right the wrongs of whoever, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. The ancestors yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So basically she was caught. Was she calling up a Manon? No, not, not explained. Was she calling up of her ancestors? Maybe not explained. It's just really gray. Very gray. See, the, the way I took it was that she did summon the powers of Manon. Cause she, she even says to Nancy, I have the powers of Manon and he has a message for you. You're in trouble because you've abused the powers. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say earlier on in the movie, she when they first get to that house, she pulls uh, Sarah pulls out the picture of her mom and puts it on the dresser or whatever in her room. And later on in the movie, that picture comes to life, right? And and, and is that when she's getting the power of Manon and she realizes that she sees her mom moving? Like, oh yeah, this is the right path for me or whatever, you know. I, that, I, yeah, exactly. she she does get she does invoke the power of Manon, and then she does the whole you know I bind you Nancy, bind you from doing harm to yourself and to others, but like when 
It didn't explain how Nancy got her powers taken away. Did did she get her powers taken away or did they just disappear like the other two girls? Like did did Sarah take the the spirit of Manon away from her when she defeated her? Because if she had her powers of Manon and she's in that crazy room, she should be able to break out of those freaking chains yes. and, and and whatnot. The, the way I took it was that she got the powers of Manon and then uh, I guess Manon's not all seeing and all powerful as he's le- he's led to – we're led to believe because he doesn't realize I guess that she's using it for evil until Sarah conjures the same powers and now Manon knows, hey, hold on. You're not using this. You're being a dark person so I'm going to take it from you. That, that's, that's the vibe that I got. Manon realized you're using my powers for evil, so I'm taking my powers back. I, I took it a little differently. I took it um, – I think like when she did the binding spell on Nancy, not doing harm to herself or any others, that spell put her in the loony bin and locked up and locked her up so she can't do any harm to herself. And she's not out, so she can't do any harm to anybody else, which made her go crazy, which made everybody see her crazy, and that's why she's all shackled up. Yeah. So I did a little bit of research on the word of Manon, and what – well, just from the wiki from the craft movie. Okay. And because well, like, the Manon like, entity doesn't exist, at least in any type of mythological things. It only exists in the Hebrew, I think, language that means money. Oh. Okay. And wealth and and stuff like that. I mean, like, there's name meanings and such and so forth, but that just could be from Urban Dictionary for all we know. But mm. what I'm saying is, in this film, what they're suggesting Manon to be is not is like not really just an entity, but like the all energy from, from the sun, from the earth, everything. It's, it's the life Basi- force. It's the, the life stream from F7 type of thing. It, yeah, basically it's like the force from Star Wars. Yes. It's, it's the, only difference is, the only difference is this Star Wars force that's called Manon in this film has a duality where he also, or she or whatever, it also has um, balance. You can, he, if you call upon him or it, and he will b- bestow power for you to get what you need. But if you abuse the power... He will not just take away. He will he will give power to another to take away your power. Okay, yeah, it's it's almost exactly like the Force, the midichlorians and stuff running through the body. Because you know, uh, Anakin was good at first, and then he used the power for the dark side. Yeah, he was supposed to bring balance, and then he ended up skewing the balance, and that's where uh, Luke well, comes in to rebalance it. Well, that's the thing about it, though, Adam. I mean, like. He Anakin did balance the Force before. Before Anakin, there were tons of Jedi and only two Sith. Oh, okay. So he did bring balance the Force, but then he skewed the scales in which Luke now had to rebalance them. No, he didn't. So there was too they, much they good, and then he there comes was, too much bad, and now Luke comes in to try to level it. The base. Well, that's the thing about it, man. I mean, like Luke is the counter to. Darth Vader, but the thing about it is, is the amount of power that's given to these people are still balanced. Like, think of it this way: the way the works in the story for the Star Wars is the metachlorians in your body, the amount of metachlorians you can hold in your body, are what are able to give you the ability to use the Force. Mm-hmm. At the end, when he, at the end of the third movie, where he literally destroyed this the Jedi and the Jedi everything com whatever you want to call it in, in case there's and, young people watching this would be the sixth movie in your world yes okay. um <laughs> remember when and then he had to fight um obi-wan and on that that fire planet right yes and then obi-wan cut off his legs well it burned off his legs were burned off and cut off right his arms were torched he literally had – he was just a torso with a head pretty much. Oh, wait. That's the actual third movie then or episode three? Episode three. Okay. Yeah. 
In episode three, basically, he was a torso with the body, meaning the, the, the powers of the Metachlorians were not as strong with him because he doesn't have enough of a vessel to hold it. Mm. He became weaker from that process and balanced out the force. He was no stronger than Obi-Wan at that point. Okay. Crazy, uh, right? Yeah. This, this anyway. got real deep. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been doing a lot of research <laughs> on Star Wars. <laughs> All right. So uh, another question I have then. How did Nancy get to the mental asylum? That's a good question. That's a really good question. That's a, we can put theories in there. Yeah, because what? in order for that to happen, crime would have been committed uh, or uh, reported of certain things, which they now are relying on supernatural evidence. Uh, or did she just start spouting off things after she lost let's her go, powers? Yeah, let's go with that because she is because she does think she, she's all powerful at that point. I've got another question. Okay. At some point, the parents – where were the parents if they weren't on an airplane that fictitiously <laughs> went down? Where where were they? They were supposed to be home. Sarah thought they were home. It was never explained like where were they? Were they out on the town? Were they having a date night? You know? Yeah, because it wasn't explained and the theory behind it is that they weren't actually dead. They were just, she was, Sarah was just made to believe that they were. Right. Yeah. So maybe that was also a glamour. Maybe they were sleeping in their bed the entire time. But then there was a lot of commotion happening in the house. They should have woken them up. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, but parts of the house were physically, in real, destroyed. Or was it real? No, it. it <laughs> I, I think I think it was real. And and here's the thing: I think the dad knows what's going on. Like I think the dad knew that her mom, which was his first wife. Um, had powers. Okay, that tracks. You know, you have because, to because right? yeah, I think he knew she had powers, and she died while giving birth to Sarah. And I think he realizes that Sarah has these abilities, and maybe was trying to shelter her. And maybe that's why they were moving away from wherever they were because she tried killing herself and, and, and life and everything. And he was trying to get her away from everything and start a new something completely different and didn't see the bitches of Eastwick <laughs> being at this school, you know? Yeah. All right. Or he could be in the, in the living room uh, with some Bose headsets that cancel out sound. Mm. 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 And uh, all the motion in the house you thought was just coming from the super loud speakers. Hey, uh, California has earthquakes. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. All right. Uh, Anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on to the rest of the show here? Uh, No. Okay. All right. Moving on then. All right. This is the part of the show where I give you guys information. We had lots of opinions, but we have zero credentials, like I said. So we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials. The critics. Now, uh, I think I mentioned at the beginning, Hollywood was supposed to be part of this, but he couldn't. So he forwarded me his script. So it's a little different than the way we usually do it. But we're going to go on anyway. All right. These are good reviews from the top critics. The Craft. Oh, this is from Owen Gleiberman, Entertainment Weekly. The Craft, at least for its first part, plays a satirical teen cliche horror movie. Carrie meets early John Hughes. That's a weird good review. This is from Kevin Thomas from the Los Angeles Times. It places heavy demands on its four leading actresses who come through in impressive fashion. Director and co-writer Andrew Fleming makes sure he and his stars deliver the goods. It's from Stephen Holden from New York Times. The Crafts a surprisingly skittish fable of adolescent powerlessness. Glandera, gland, gland, what? Grand, oh, <laughs> grandiosity and the nursing of psychic wounds. I learned how to read. These are the bad reviews now. This is from Rita Campley from Washington Post. Unfortunately, this catty black comedy is buried under an onslaught of unimaginative special effects. Roger Ebert. From the Chicago Sun-Times, the plot, in short, is beneath our interests. What is intriguing 
is that the four actresses succeeded in playing their characters as realistic modern teenagers. The underside of the coin from Clueless. The movie's failure is one of imagination. All right, another bad review. Emmanuel Levy from Variety. Fleming's film begins promisingly as a black comedy a la Heathers, but then quickly succumbs to its machinery of special effects. This is yet another bad picture in a long list of Hollywood flops about witchcraft. All right, here's the Rotten Tomatoes part of the game. We're making you guys guess the score based on its average score from Rotten Tomatoes. For those of you unfamiliar with the scoring process, zero to 100 amongst critics and the audience. Zero to 59 is rotten, 60 84 is fresh, 85 and up is certified fresh. What do you want to guess first, the critics or the audience? Let's go with the critics first. All right, critics, tomato meter or tomatometer, as I like to call it. So based on those oh, reviews. We're doing, criti- we're doing first? critics okay. first? Yes. Yeah, critics. Okay. Now, usually uh, I give you critics and audience, but this time I get, you got only critics reviews. So all the reviews you heard are only critics. So what do you think the critics rate of this? Oh, good Lord. Um, considering you gave us three bad reviews and two good reviews. No, that was three of each. I just kind of read them fast. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Plus you're not paying attention, um, you bastard. I want to say, oh gosh, forty-eight. All right, forty-eight for Cowboy Maestro. So I'm thinking the lead with Ebert that it was unimaginable, unimaginative. But I also think that with the time, this was very different for most films because most witchcraft films were like from the 80s or early 90s, and they didn't really have... I mean, honestly, it just didn't feel like it was a run-of-the-mill comparatively to what we have now, which is now it is a run-of-the-mill. Still, um, Most yeah. of these types of films you see now are actually TV dramas, but hey, who's mm-hmm. counting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give this an even 55 to 60. So let's go 60. Wow. Uh, the tomato meter for this, the critics is 55%. So Maestro gets it by, I think, two points? You said 48 there, Cowboy? All right, now the audience. Yeah, he gets it, he gets it by two. All right, audience. What do you think the audience rated this movie? I think the audience likes this movie much better than the critics. Um, it's almost got like a, this cult-like following. Um, I know many people that absolutely love this movie. Um not anybody on this actual podcast, but um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's fresh, um, but not high fresh. I'm going to say 70. Okay. That's a good call. 70 is a good price. Uh, shoot. It's also a good percentage. Uh, when I'm doing prices right, you're one dollar. I think because like he chose a really good number. I don't know if I could choose a different number. So high, higher or lower? Higher or lower? That's basically what it comes I down to. I, I don't want to do prices right. Where it's like sorry too. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know what? Just just for the sake of this, I'll go with the sixty. Oh my god! I think this is a first. What? The audience has this at sixty-five percent. <laughs> you, guys, I mean? you guys are tied <laughs> you got another question we can guess on um sure i'm gonna base it tiebreaker I'm gonna, the how tie many bre- times did adam masturbate during this movie oh <laughs> 16 mm. no 17 okay Wait, there you go 16 all right uh, oh. candles, candles. <laughs> all right it feels I'll, like he's molly ringwald in this film i'm gonna i'm gonna base the winner of the audience on your answer to the next question. Okay. Paul Giamatti Please. and Gary Oldman were not in this movie. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> we like to make them take part in our movies because they make movies better, generally speaking. So if you had to take a character out and put Paul Giamatti and or Gary Oldman in, who would you take out? Okay. Gary Oldman. Okay. Uh, the, 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 the dude that Sarah wanted to love him, right? Chris, yeah, yep. love her. Chris had two friends. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman's the the douchebaggery dude, and Paul Giamatti's the other guy. It's a good choice. Honestly, I don't think I could change that. Honestly, that's a good choice. So Paul Giamatti's the one with the longer hair. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> See now, now this is my problem, Adam. I can't choose a different character if that's a great one. I would agree with it. Mm-hmm. So how do we guess the? We're still now? tied. So you're still yeah. tied. You. All right. So I guess we'll find another way. Okay. All right. <laughs> By the way, I I would like to have Gary Oldman as the owner of the witch shop. Hmm. Doesn't have to be a girl. It could be a guy, and he could be as cryptic uh, as 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 the witch owner was, witch shop owner, and but also informative, while also like appealing to her better nature. I think Gary Oldman would have been great in that role. So that's the answer I was looking for. You both didn't get it. So moving on. Well, that's because you suck at this game. Yeah. <laughs> now let's do trivia. This is part of the show where I give you guys little bits of facts or information you may not know about the film. Robin Tooney wrote. She wore an auburn wig throughout the filming because she shaved her head for a role in Empire Records. That makes sense. It oh looked my like God. that was fake. I thought so, too, the entire time. Wow. Usually I would know this coming in before, but because uh, Hollywood wrote this script, I haven't... Wow. That makes perfect sense. I thought her, her hair looked weird the entire time. All right. Angelina Jolie and Alicia Silverstone... We're considered for the role of Sarah, the main character. Not Angelina Jolie. Not Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I don't think that would have worked. Alicia no, she... may... No, no. They, they, no, both of them out. There's foreshadowing early in the film to Chris Hooker's fate later on in the film. Uh, when Sarah goes to watch him practice football, his jersey number is 86. Uh, <laughs> 86 is a slang term for getting rid of something or someone all the teen actresses were in their 20s at the time of filming ah you said that I did Rachel True was 30 years old oh alright the, uh, the, the the black witch she was the oldest it turns out I thought it was Skeet Ulrich but I did my math wrong look at that money makes the world go round I want to put this film in perspective of the films that were released this year so we get a feel financially held up to its peers. The budget for this film, $15 million. What do you think this grossed worldwide, U.S. and foreign box office? Uh, 15, you say? That was the budget. Damn. Okay. How I'm, did you I'm pull gonna, that I'm, special effects with that little money? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I'm going to go with the number that's already been said, 86. Ooh. Right. 86 million. Okay. So. I think it had a big following. It did, but not from box office. Yeah, right? this is box office. This is when it was in theaters, not DVD oh, releases well, and whatnot. I retract my okay. 86. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I'm horrible at this game. This is the game that I usually suck at. I only get lucky every once in a, well, blue moon. Which is this Saturday. Mm. Um, Ooh, yeah, it is. That's in the world. So maybe up, I'll right? get lucky. Um, 48. All right, Maestro. Hmm. 55. In the U.S., this gross, 24.8 million. Oh, I should mention this earlier. There's no foreign box office. Sorry, guys. So twenty four point eight million. Eat everything. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. So Cowboy gets that one. So now we're we're back. At, we're back at tide again. Okay. Uh, this film was debuted in first place on the weekend of May third, nineteen ninety six, with six point seven million dollars. This was the seventy third highest grossing film of nineteen ninety six. All right. Last chance to guess. First, uh, number one, in 1996. Here's a, here's a clue. This movie was on spoilers at some point. Jurassic Park. No. Uh, so th- th- you heard mine? No. What would you say? Matrix? No. We did this movie... Uh, 
close to or on the 4th of July, the first time we did it? Independence Day. Independence Day. Independence Day it is. All right. We're still tied. <laughs> All right. That was 1996's The Craft, directed by Andrew Fleming. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rat Pack Productions. Write to us via email at spoilers at ratpackpodcast.com for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a recommendation. If you do, your recommendation goes to the top of our list. Watch before any of the movie. Next week. All right. Last chance to guess, guys. What are we doing next week? Uh, Dog Soldiers. Oh, Cowboy Wins. (laughs) It's my movie. This is the movie Cowboy suggested. (laughs) It's from 2002. I even it in, so it went to the top of the list. See what I did? (laughs) 2002's Dog Soldiers, which I have never heard of. I'm curious to find out what that's about. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Hollywood, for giving us this uh, horror fest movie list. For the most part... For the most part, uh, I think decent movies, right? I I enjoyed, I think, this horror fest more than I have previous horror fests. Why is that? Because it's slasher films? Because I didn't, I didn't hate them as much as previous horror fests. Yeah, we started with uh, The Ruins was was okay. Yeah. Freddy vs. Jason got me down a Freddy rabbit hole, which I enjoyed. Uh, the Craft was good. What was the first one we did? Oh, my God. I don't even remember. I remember last year was like the green room. Mm. We did the green room last midnight year at midnight meat train. <laughs> that was that, that was so good until the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the first one we did for this horror fest. Good lord! We did the there. ruins. We did uh, Freddy vs. Jason. I wasn't on Freddy vs. Jason. I missed that one. All right, that was that was that was the first one we did. That was the first one with, with uh, Hollywood. No, just, no, just no. That's only three then. And oh, it was uh, Thirty Days of Night. The uh, the the vampires. Days of night. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one was. I fun. watched both of them. That's right. How could we forget? We're the worst. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Cowboy. What? Yay! Yay. What?